Hello, welcome to Spiritually Fed. My name is Bree Marshall. I am a wife, mother, a runner, baker, and I am so glad you are here with me today. Here, I love to share my personal life and spiritual experiences to connect and relate with you. I am hoping that you find spiritual moments and love. Let's share our experiences together. Hello, everyone. We are so glad that you're able to join us today. I am very excited for this particular episode because I have Ben Arkell with me on the podcast. Do you want to say hello, Ben? Yeah, how's it going, everybody? (laughs) We are so glad to have you here, and I am so grateful because he is an awesome creator of the website called to share. And what I've seen and gotten to know about him, he, I, we haven't even met, but I'm pretty sure he's an amazing guy. So, <laughs> but what I do know after like researching his website and his YouTube channel and all the pages that he has, he is really great at sharing articles, events of the church, as well as content that is spiritually uplifting, as well as anything that is just wholesome. And he has such great videos and articles that are wonderful at bringing some light into your day. So when I would, I'll just give you a little backstory really quick before we get into anything, because he has so much awesome goodness to share with us. But when I was starting my blog and podcast, I was reaching out to many other bloggers and I guess you could say just to get some advice and input on how to grow or just connect with viewers and listeners. And Ben was so awesome. I like sent him an email and the very next day he reached out and he just got on the phone with me and he was just so kind and was able to share such great advice. And it was a way for me to feel more confident in ways I can share this spiritual and wholesome content as well as what he's doing for so much longer than I have. But because of what he shared with me, it just gave me some great insight. And I can say after talking to him, I can just see and I can sense his spirit and his love for the gospel and how he's wanting to share his testimony with others. So why don't you share some of that with us, Ben, on what impressed you to create all of this amazing content and your what and how, so. Yeah, you bet. I'll, I'll do it. So first thing I'll say is it's a miracle that I responded to you the next day if I actually did. <laughs> I think you know me better now. I think there'd probably be 10 other people who'd be like, hey, you know, Ben and I had to follow up like three times before you got back. <laughs> well, it was a great prompt for you, I guess. So, but yeah, for me, no. I was the benefit here. So yeah. one thing I'll say though, I mean, you guys know Brie, but she's awesome. The thing I think that's great about her is um, she just keeps creating content. And that's what a lot of people get hung up on is they want to have this huge impact. But I think in our society, we want to, see, I know me, I want to see results like right away. And mm. that's usually never going to happen. I was looking yeah. back um, kind of the way I started things back in the day. I started just on Twitter. I, for some reason, my social media 
medium of choice was Twitter. I just liked hanging out on Twitter a little bit. And um, I started that back in 2010. I mean, that's 11 years ago. Um, and the, the reason I started it is we had, you know, the Book of Mormon musical was kind of the big thing. And it's funny because every now and then on LDS Living or some of these other websites, you'll see the story of somebody who joined the church because of Book of Mormon musical. Right? Mm. Kind of sharing the fact that, you know, good can come out of negativity or persecution or, you know, people speaking bad about the church. And the more I was thinking about it, I was like, huh. Like called to share really was born because of the Book of Mormon musical. Um, mm. The reason I say that is during that time when it started, there was, you know, getting all this positive publicity from everybody in the world saying how great this, this musical was and how vulgar it was, but how fascinating and those people loved mm. the music. And I was thinking if, if someone on Twitter, again, my social media place of choice wanted to actually like, there's an honest seeker trying to find the truth. Could they find it if they searched the Book of Mormon on Twitter? And they couldn't. Like 99% oh. of the content was people entering drawings for tickets or saying they wanted tickets or telling people when they were going to go to see it with their family or commenting on what they thought of it after as they saw it. And so I'm like, I need to do something about this. Like, <laughs> what I'm doing is I, I created an account called the Book of Mormon. Um, and I just started posting one verse a day from the Book of Mormon just to kind of help people, you know, hopefully they'd come across actual content from the Book of Mormon, a verse that might intrigue them or inspire them or help them know, you know, a little bit of what was in it. Hmm. So that's where it started. I mean, called the share started in 2010 from just one little tweet every day. Um, and then oh. just from that, I started thinking, you know what? It's great that I can share this, but, you know, maybe I'll do more than one. I'll do a couple a day. And then I thought, you know what? How about it'd be really cool if um, I saw this convert um, who had just joined the church. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to reach out to her and see if she'll do a little video. And so I had this idea for something called the Book of Mormon Two-Minute Challenge, where people would record their own video just in two minutes talking about how the Book of Mormon has impacted them and maybe a favorite verse. And so started a YouTube channel back in the day. It was called the book of Mormon two minute challenge mm. uh, from there to then deciding, Hey, I got this YouTube channel now, but it'd be really cool to have these on a blog too. So I made a, a blog. And then um, from there, I realized that having a newsletter would be really important. So I could send people out, you know, send info to people consistently. And anyway, just, it's kind of a line upon line thing, right? Just, yeah. I've noticed that in my recent calling that I have is I was kind of like a deer in the headlights. I had no idea what to do, but when mm. I did something, then more inspiration came and I'm like, okay, I need to do this now. And it was like a flood of stuff that kind of started happening. Um, I actually just got off the phone with something today. We're talking about developing an app now for called to share. So it just kind of keeps, wow. keeps moving Building. forward. Yeah. But again, all from one tweet a day and just consistency. So, yeah, I actually have never seen Book of Mormon musical. So. Yeah, me, me, I, me, I. I have not. Uh, I don't have any. Uh, a, I just don't have any impression of that. So that's so funny and interesting. And that is awesome. And I love that you say 
line upon line, because that is so true. Like even with me right now, I mean, I'm not, you're like a goal I have in mind right now, like to get where you're at. And so like, when I think of me line upon line last year, I didn't have a podcast last year. I didn't have a blog last year. I didn't even think of sharing my testimony or my experiences with others It was just a wonderful spiritual prompting one day and a great conversation I had with my husband. And then once I started, like you said, I had the idea to do something else or something more. And now I'm able to connect with more people on sharing the gospel or their testimony or their experiences. And I just love it. And I know that the spirit is guiding me through all of this. So I love that. So what is your, so what's your purpose behind your blog or your channel or any, any part of what you're trying to create? Um, there's lots of purposes, but for me, um, I just, I think of, I think it was Neil L. Anderson who talked about, um, you know, in the last days, you know, people are going to speak less and less of Christ. And if we don't speak of Christ, who will? And that mm-hmm. kind of just, that's obviously not why I started. You know, I, I wasn't thinking of that quote back in 2010 because he hadn't given it yet. But yeah, um, just as I've, as I've gone along, that's kind of something that's really um, stood, stood out to me. And I think of the same principle when it comes to Joseph Smith. You know, there's a prophecy that his name would be spoken, you know, be spoken of good and evil. And in his day, he probably thought that was fulfilled. And we probably thought it was fulfilled 20 years ago. But in conference, they've mentioned that it's just going to get worse as the second coming gets closer and closer. There's going to be more evil spoken of Joseph Smith. And if, if, if we don't speak good of him, who will? So it's definitely to kind of defend the church, defend people I love like Joseph Smith and defend the Book of Mormon, but also there's so many awesome people doing awesome things that I feel like I really don't have any, I can't, I have no super big skills. I can't sing. I'm, I'm not like super mm-hmm. talented. I'm kind of an introvert. I don't have any awesome gifts that I could like point the finger at me about and like, Hey guys, look at me. But I really feel like I have an ability to shine a light on other people and mm-hmm. kind of amplify their voice. And that's something that's been really cool specifically on um, our YouTube channel. So again, it started back in the day, just having people submit two minute videos about the book of Mormon kind of developed into sharing some of the church's content. They put stuff on their gospel library. You can kind of upload anywhere. If you don't mm-hmm. like, you're not trying to make money on the, yeah. but on the, on the YouTube side of things. And I wasn't, so I put that on there, but in the last year, it's been pretty fascinating because I've basically exclusively been sharing missionary content that missionaries have posted on Facebook, whether it's them doing like a funny dance video mm. or like a nice choreographed dance video to spiritual music or singing or just doing, sharing all their talents. I've been reaching out to them one by one and saying, Hey, we love your stuff. We have a channel and we're trying to shine light on these cool, you know, missionary videos. Can we put it on our YouTube channel? And they're like, yeah. And so that's pretty fascinating because I think our channel in the last five years had like maybe 600,000 views. Uh, Mm. Last year alone, we had like 4.1 million views just 
all of their and it's it's their content. We're just again principle of shining light on other people and the good stuff that they're doing. So that's so nice of you. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say because I'm nice because talents that I can shine the light on. So I might as well shine it on other people. So no, that's your that's your talent. That's your way of giving. Is yep. you're just a giving guy. So there's yep. your talent. So I love that. And with that, are how are you feeling like it's drawing you closer to the spirit, this channel? I mean, I know when I, I watch some of these uploads that you're doing and I'm like, wow, these missionaries today, I mean, we don't, we didn't have like our phones or like uh, iPad to walk around and sh- do videos of yourself yeah. on your mission. I guess I don't think you were able yeah. to, but that them doing that now it's able for for many others to that are not a part of the church or that are a part of the church to see their light on what they're doing or how they're using their talents on their mission and how to share the gospel in their own unique way so i love that and with that is it how are you like drawing closer to the spirit through all of the then back in the day when you started 2010 to now like how is it drawing you closer yeah so i a couple thoughts i had when i was thinking about this is one it's been really cool to see a lot of comments that come in especially on this youtube channel where people are like you know what i was online and this popped up in my feed and this is exactly what i needed today Mm. um and i think it just speaks to kind of God, how he can put, um, he, he's, he's, we're his instruments, right? And so these missionaries, wherever they may be, you know, they might be doing a dance video in like New York, but somebody in mm-hmm. Europe is seeing their video and it's, it's helping them. And I just think that's incredible to, you know, have the ability, you know, we have some people who are making fun of some of the videos we put up, like, oh, you're dancing on your mission. You should be preaching the gospel. I'm like, dude, he, this video had 70,000 views and, you know, if, if you're on your mission knocking doors, you're talking to 10 people. Right. <laughs> um, it's just, and it's really cool to one, see how the Lord is kind of more able to bless people when they need it. And he can use technology to do that. Um, the other thing, as far as, you know, being more spiritual, <laughs> I was thinking of that, what that really means. And in my mind, it's just, as you move along a line to being more full of the spirit, you're just being more like Christ is and loving what he loves. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that being part of this online hemisphere has kind of made me do is I've, I've always been pretty shy, introverted, and not really bold. Um, with the exception of on my mission, I definitely felt like I was able to speak more boldly on my mission. But other than that, I'm kind of a shy guy. I'm the mm-hmm. youngest of eight. Uh, my sister always spoke for me, so I never really had to say much. Oh. Um, and so I think that's why I was, I'm kind of shy. But now I'm definitely more um, bold and kind of defending the faith. And I'm willing to, to write articles to share principles that need to be shared, even though I know they're not going to be popular. Um, yeah. Part of the pure love of Christ. So again, moving on this line of spirituality and being more like Christ, if we're like Christ, we'll have the same love he does. And I think one of the false philosophies in our world today is, um, that love is kind and that's all it is. And that's, that's part of charity. You know, it says charity is kind, but 
Another part of charity is that it rejoices in the truth. And I think that's um, one of the problems we run in today is there's Satan likes to separate gospel pairs. So there's love and law, but Satan likes to say, we just need to love people and let's forget about the law part and, you know, keeping standards and keeping commandments. So I just feel like I've had an amplified ability to be courageous and, and swallow some of the, you know, you get attacked as you put yourself out there more people will say a lot of things, but um, I think I've been able to kind of realize that the mission of, of, spreading love and light and truth is more important than than kind of my how I feel so yeah and you're able to be more vulnerable and like connect more when you're sharing what you know to be true or how it's connecting with you spiritually and can I say that yeah (laughs) so the last quick thing I'll say on that point is I feel like people are starving for the truth and they want people to stand up for it, but they just Mm. don't want to, they're a little scared to. Um, And the reason I say that is because I posted an article recently um, because there were some people online who were kind of offended by some words that president Nelson spoke in conference. He he referenced lazy learners and lax disciples Mm. uh, and people felt like he was was targeting specific individuals and he really wasn't, but they felt that way. And so I wrote an article about Christ and kind of how he would, you know, sometimes call people out. Um, and, but at the same time, the purpose was because he wanted people to change just because he loved them, you know? And it was actually, there was comments just kept pouring in and pouring in and pouring in just saying, thank you so much for saying this. Like we, it, it, anyway, it helped me to see that people love the truth and they want people to speak out and sometimes they're just scared to do it on their own. But once they see others kind of defending it, then they're willing to kind of stand up too. Yeah. I actually feel that a lot in my life right now, like where we're living, I feel like, um, wherever we go, like I try, I, I pray every day for moments where I'm able to share what I feel is true. And I feel like I will, pray in the morning how I can connect with someone else throughout the day by sharing what I love about life or Jesus Christ. And I, sometimes they get taken back when I talk about my faith or Jesus Christ, just nonchalant, but then they'll tell me like after we're done with our conversation or with our meeting or get together, they'll be like, that was so refreshing to hear you talk about, God and Jesus Christ in a way that he's your best friend. They're your best friends. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, they are. And I want to talk about them as much as I can. So I really love that. So thanks for sharing that. And I need to read that article. I have not read that yet. So I'll get on that. (laughs) But I mean, recently I had a conversation with some family members on how as disciples of Jesus Christ with our hearts focused on bringing light and truth. We want to wake up like I was mentioning with a prayer or with the spirit of Jesus Christ and ending our day with him as well. So we want to wake up with him a part of our day and we want to end with him part of our day. And with you spending time wanting to share good content, I can see how 
it really engulfs your thoughts because you want to share what others are looking for or want to share that truth and make it about your truth for yourself. And I also like that you want to, I I looked at what you sent to me before we got on and how you wrote, you want to help reclaim those who are lost. I know you didn't say it out loud on here, but I love that you said that because I know when I'm looking for something spiritual or uplifting on the internet, I'm looking for something that can add value or truth, like you were saying, to what I'm thinking and becoming. And especially when I'm not feeling my best, I want to be able to research something on the on somebody's website that can provide that value or truth that is going to uplift me. So for you, you love to share the gospel that is so near and dear to you. And it reminds me of the, a disciple, a disciple of Jesus Christ. And like all the wonderful ways to spread his love and spirit, we can, when we're allowing that to be a part of our lives, it just springs up out of us. When we find that value or that truth, it just springs up out of us and it becomes a part of our thinking, of our, a part of our spirituality. And we experience it through being able to grasp onto his companionship in our lives and his words and teachings. And I've been talking about this with my family recently. I'm sorry. I don't mean to like take away your spotlight, but I just like was thinking yeah, it's about your, how it's your podcast. I want to share what you're saying. Cause I feel like I, I feel like, you know, when we're talking about Jesus Christ being our living water and when we're sharing what we know to be true and what we're sharing we feel is right. It's like that spring of, like for me, it's like a rushing wave of water flowing over me when I feel that spirit and I feel so refreshed. And when I'm engaged in content like yours or like anyone sharing wholesome, loving content about our savior, it invites the fruit of the spirit and I want to apply it into my life. And I know that you're doing that with your whole niche, everything. You want to bring that light into people's lives and into their homes and friends and community. And hopefully it will share to others. And that is your talent. And it's amazing. So it's a great talent. And I, I mean, would you say like, come on, applaud yourself because you're doing a great job. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's it's funny. It's funny though, because I mean, sometimes I think we, you know, we see other, I went to this convention for like, uh, um, for for this, one of these companies I kind of helped and they, they were talking about all these methods of how to move forward and how to do awesome stuff. And someone was like, Hey, I do TikTok now. And Hey, I do this, I do that. And I think sometimes we get this temptation to just start doing what everyone else is doing and seeing what other people are doing. And like, ah, I got to do that. And so when I think of kind of what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, and sometimes you have to settle into your, to your gift and role and realize it's okay. If that's what you've been given. Um, kind of as an example, I have this, you know, a member of our state presidency. He's always been like this super, popular guy like super good with people just like hey i love you guys he loves everybody and they all love him um and i'm not like that but mm-hmm. sometimes when sometimes when you see someone like that you're like i want to be like that because it's like 
that's awesome. Like he's a cool guy and everyone loves him, but I've had to multiple times in my life just be like, Hey Ben, that's not you. Mm. Like he, he reaches people that you can't and you reach people that he can't. Mm. Um, and I think it's just an important message to, to remember is we don't necessarily get to pick the role that we want to fulfill. We need to kind of be instruments and do what God wants us to do. So, yeah. So he's blessed you with your talents and he's blessed that man with his talent. So would you say that those that have the desire to share their talents or good or truth, what, what can you say to them that don't have the confidence, but you saying what you've told me, and I didn't know this about you, that you're super shy, but what you're saying is you're shy, but you're able to share so much goodness and truth, even though you are an introvert, how can someone that is an introvert build up their confidence or share that truth that they feel is right, that they want to engage with others through Jesus Christ or just goodness? Yeah, no, I think it's, it's, I think of a scripture in Acts um, chapter five, and um, it, it, it's kind of the principle of not being ashamed. And I really mm-hmm. think with the gospel, there, there's this element like if you're in church and you're in Sunday school and you're talking about Jesus, you know, we can talk about the atonement of Christ and talk about Jesus and all his miracles all day long. And we can share a testimony. seems like when we leave that chapel, and if we're at work, well, maybe not work's the best idea because you're supposed to kind of separate <laughs> yeah. you know, gospel stuff. But any other facet of our life, like talking about Jesus seems like taboo. It's yeah. like, I mean, you kind of referenced that earlier where people are like, man, it's refreshing to hear you talk about Jesus. Like when have, if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to ask yourself this question. When's the last time you talked to somebody, not of your family and not of your faith about Jesus, mm-hmm. like as if he's your friend? Um, and so I think, um, this is going to sound really weird, but like watching the chosen for those who haven't watched it, it's a love season it. series about the life of Christ. Like, I really feel like that has been one of the biggest things that's helped me get to feel like I know who Jesus is. And I'm not mm. ashamed of that guy. <laughs> Sorry to say the guy, like, no, I understand. understanding who he is and like, he's awesome. Like he mm-hmm. is like rad. And I, I want to be on his team, you know? Yeah. Um, and I really wish there wasn't this, and maybe it's just me because I'm an introvert. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is more people like talking about God and Jesus. It's taboo because it's not cool. And you, um, maybe it's just the older you get, you're not, you don't care as much about being cool, but no. I think to, to not be ashamed of Jesus and mm-hmm. elder Oaks, excuse me, president Oaks in conference gave a talk. Um, this is past priesthood session. And he basically addressed the question to someone who said, what has Jesus done for me? Um, And he explains what Jesus has done for you. And in Acts 5, there's a story of, it's Peter and one, I forget who, uh, Peter and another disciple who were imprisoned. And it talks about them getting beaten and they're told not to preach in the temple and they get released by an angel and go back to the temple again and start preaching. And then they get arrested again and beaten up. Mm. And then the last verse in that chapter, it says, 
Um, they were brought before a council again, beaten up and said, hey, no more preaching. And it says they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they had been counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think that's awesome. I want to be someone who's not ashamed of Christ, not ashamed about talking about him um, mm-hmm. and kind of rejoicing when I'm persecuted or people insult me online or write me emails or whatever. And so advice to people who are introverts, just realize um, you can't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ or of Jesus Christ or of the Book of Mormon or of Joseph Smith. If you're ashamed of those things, probably need to spend a little more time kind of finding out whether, you know, to what degree you believe in it. Because I think we all, especially as time goes on, we're going to need more people who are standing up instead of just sitting down on the sidelines. I agree. You know, I just love everything you just said, but it made me think of come follow me for this week. Um, Well, for those of you that don't know, come follow me is a way for us to go deeper into the scriptures and to be able to get more insight and easily share it with our family or friends. And it's come follow me with my family every night is like, like a big, like our minds are just blown. Like every time we read it and that what you were just saying, like is what we've been talking about this week in come follow me for May 31st through June 6th, um, the fear of man. And I like what it says. Maybe I'm going to quote it really quick. It says, maybe we too are impeded by the fear of men And maybe we doubt our worthiness or abilities, whatever our reasons, the Lord knoweth the weakness of men and how to succor us. And it says in Doctrine and Covenants 62, verse 1, Behold and hearken, O ye elders of my church, saith the Lord your God, even Jesus Christ, your advocate, who knoweth the weakness of man and how to succor them who are tempted. So Jesus Christ, when we're sharing his message and his gospel and our love for him, even a little bit, even showing our kindness to others without even we're just being like him. He will succor us. That's what I got out of this lesson this week. And my family and I, we were even like, we can do so much more. We feel like we actually were so excited. We were, cause you know, it, you're right. It's like kind of taboo when we're not at church or when we're not with our family talking about God or Jesus Christ. We don't know where we are in the sand with other people. We just, we don't know and we don't want to offend. But I know that for me, I've learned if I come at it with being genuine, authentic, and just speaking with love, I'm able to, I feel like even if they're, they don't even care or even if it doesn't mean anything to them, it meant something to me and it meant something to my savior. And he is that word suckering, sucker us. I don't know how to say it in the correct way, but he will be able to sucker us when we are turning to him for that strength to speak his word, to share his word and be more like him. And when we're able to share more of his message, then we're doing our best to be disciples of Jesus Christ. I don't know. What do you think about? <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. It reminded me of a, a talk. I think trying to I think it might have been Sister Jones of the she's at the she was the 
primary general presidency, but she talked about, you know, visiting a family one time and they weren't really receptive to her visits. And she, her and her husband were kind of like, not, I didn't, I wasn't offended, but they were kind of like, man, this thing. <laughs> then she kind of got thinking about it and she's like, look, I'm at the end of the day, like I want to help them, but I'm here because I'm a disciple of Christ. And, mm. you know, whether it, it doesn't really matter how they react. I love how you kind of talked about you yourself. So you and the Lord. So there's three people involved, right? There's you, there's the Lord and the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you're doing your best, you're always going to be in a majority, right? Two of the three are going to be smiling. And so I don't know. Yeah. I always say with my kids, if like, if I know where the majority is, I'm okay. And so. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I love that. I just feel, and it's not even about, for me in the beginning, it probably was, oh, I know Heavenly Father's watching. I know Jesus Christ or is wanting me to do this. I think in the beginning I was, I felt, I felt, I put pressure on myself, but when I started just knowing the reasons why and praying for opportunities to apply it, it really was just gaining me. It was adding value to me talking to these people because sometimes I know in the past I was shy. I grew up in an area where there wasn't very many members. And when I, I would just say my faith and that was about it. People would just say, oh yeah, I I know um, polygamy or something else. And I was just like, no, but okay. Like that was really kind of where I stopped. But as I have grown more deeper into the gospel and as I have studied, like you said, through the chosen, it's just definitely made us feel like we're all his best friend just because the way they make portray him in the show, which I love. But as I've just really gotten to know him, And really just, it's not even that I want to, I want to please him and I want to praise him and share him with everyone, but he's done something within me. His, he's rooted me to want to just be better and share that with others. Even if I'm not sharing his name, I want to share what he did, like, live how he lived, be an example of him because it feels so much better to live that way. And it feels like I'm growing closer to him. And I know that I'm also loving that other person that I'm talking to so much more because I'm thinking of him while I'm talking to them. And I'm trying to see them the way he sees them. So what you're doing and the sharing and your talents with everyone. I just, I know that you have that rooted within you as well, based on what you're sharing. And it's definitely encouraging and uplifting to others. I love um, the talk from, sorry, before I share, do you want to say anything? <laughs> I wanted to share a talk. Okay. <laughs> but I wanted to share this talk from this previous um, general conference that I just loved. It was by Elder Timothy J. Deishes. Deishes. Hopefully he'll forgive me because I yeah. don't know how to say his name. But he gave the talk, Light Cleaveth Unto Light. And he said, there is sunshine in your soul every time you share the gospel and bear your testimony. Every time you serve one another as the Savior did, 
His warmth is felt in your heart. Heavenly Father's light always resides within his holy temple and upon all who present themselves in the house of the Lord. His light is his light in you is enhanced with your acts of kindness, patience, forgiveness, and charity and shows itself in your happy countenance. Just I guess it was everything I already just said, but he said it in the best way and talked. So I didn't say it, but he said it mm-hmm. in, in the perfect way. And it just reminded me of how, what you just said about sharing it. So, but yeah, I mean, how has, with your sharing and with how it's growing you spiritually, has it connected you more with him by just even sharing what you're sharing, like, do you feel that connection even with others or your connection with, like I just said, Jesus Christ, I'm just repeating myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, hmm. And I think I just, um, I would say that I feel like I just want to, he, he needs people on his side kind of defending him. Hmm. Um, and I think it's the same way with, with Joseph Smith. I mean, when he was alive, he didn't have many friends um, yeah. who believed what he did. And, you know, I, I'd like to think that when Christ was alive, I'd be someone who was defending him. Um, yeah. Similarly, Joseph Smith, I'd like to think that I was one defending him. And, you know, the only way I can prove that is by defending them now. Um, yeah. And it's funny because we had Trek a few years ago and, you know, Trek where you reenact the pioneer crossing the plains and we it was interesting because i was thinking what would i have done when if i were a pioneer and how would these youth have reacted and as we went through um the week on trek it was blistering hot and having a a really hard time and you could naturally see who who stepped up uh who was who who were the people who were taking off their shoes and socks to help the women cross the river with all the rocks and their you know, their wagons and stuff and their hand carts. Um, it was just cool to be able to see like, Hey, the kids who are doing it now, they're the same kids who as pioneers would have been doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I just think naturally as we, as we stand up for someone, um, we grow to love them more. Yeah. Um, and we can kind of feel their approval and kind of, I loved how you kind of focused on, you know, one of the fruits of the spirit for me is motivation. Like if I go to like a Sunday morning meeting or something, I leave that just so pumped up. Like I'm so excited being on the mission. I mean, seeing called to serve. I just was like, all right, let's go. Like I'm all, I was all animated and ready to get rolling. So yeah, I mean, you mentioned this too. I just think about this stuff all day long. You know, I don't yeah. know what other people think about during the day, but I think about like, yeah. what article am I going to write? How am I going to share this? Hey, there's this false philosophy that's hurting people. How am I going to present this in a way that can kind of help others to kind of rally around the truth? Um, and hopefully those are all things that that Christ would want me to be doing. And um, yeah, there you go. That's that's my answer on that one. So. <laughs> I think I think you are. I think you're doing great. And I love that. I'm going to reiterate what you said when people are hungering for truth and they're going to find it. And one of the, and when you specifically are producing your awesome content there, it's going to be found 
and people are going to want to add more value. I don't really know anybody that wants to backtrack in their lives. They want to move forward. And I feel like as you're sharing what you're sharing, it's going to add way more value, not just to them, but I, I know for you, because like you just said, and how I talked about it with one of my family members this couple of weeks ago, I believe, we start our day with Christ and we want to end our day with Christ. So yeah, I definitely am thinking about, oh man, I hope I have a good experience today so I can share it with everyone. Yeah, <laughs> Something spiritual because, you know, for me, I can feel so small sometimes because I, I stay at home with my kids. And with the pandemic right now, we don't have as much interaction as we did before, even though things are starting to get back to normal. I feel like we had way more going on and it's been like people have gotten used to that way of just staying away from a lot of people, I guess, but they're turning more to media and how to feel better there. But really it's deep within us. And when we're wanting to add value or add more of that love of the savior in our lives. And they're able to find it through something like your YouTube channel or your webpage. And they're able to just read something wholesome that day. It's definitely going to spring up that living water or that spirit, the fruit of the spirit. And you're doing amazing with that. And so um, something when you're sharing your testimony it's and when we hold it dear to us and when we're genuine and we love it, it definitely means more to share it. So thank you for calling yeah, you to bet. share. <laughs> so, but do you have anything else you want to share with us today, Ben? Uh, no, I think you're awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. And yeah, we just need people stepping up and sharing yeah. good things. That, I mean, just sharing the light, sharing I love how you focus on the spirit guiding us because um, that's a super great blessing that some people kind of cast aside and regret later on, but we yeah. just need to keep seeking light. And um, that's actually one of the things last year, I think for some reason I appreciated sunlight more than ever in my life. I don't know why, but yeah. every morning I go outside and I just be so grateful for the sun. Mm. Uh, the warmth that comes from it because you know we we kind of believe that all light emits from christ and just that was a physical representation of kind of the the impact that he has on our spiritual lives just that warmth and just the the vision it provides us and um anyway yeah just no. and thank you for continuing to do the stuff that you're doing and i know in two years from now you're going to be someone famous, even more famous than you are. No, you're just too kind. I, I have to share though, what you just said about, and I give all my credit to Jesus Christ. I, I do because he is, like you said, the, some people regret not feeling that spirit later on, but really the spirit is there all along. And it reminded me of a scripture I read this morning in Ether 4.11. It says, but he that believeth these things, which I have spoken, him will I visit with the manifestations of my spirit, and he shall know and bear record. For because of my spirit, he shall know that these things are true, for it persuadeth men to do good. And then in 12, it said, 
and whatsoever thing persuadeth men to do good is of me for good cometh of none save it be of me. So it just makes me think like, you know, we all have good within us and we all have that spirit. We just, if we recognize it's coming from him and that it's a love from him. So I just, I owe it all to him. So thanks for so much for sharing that because it was a great way to end this. It, I just feel so happy right now. So, <laughs> so such a great message here. Such a great way to share your talents and your website called to share. I will make sure that I link everything for all of you in the show notes. So you guys can go on over. He is seriously, you guys, he is one of my top five pages that I visit often because he shares such great content. It's so inspiring. So grateful for you being here. You keep doing you, Ben. You are a very talented guy. So <laughs> thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so glad that you were able to tune in. If you are wanting more content, please check out my website, spirituallyfedblog.com. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and you're able to get my emails. I hope we can connect and become friends. Much love, Bree.